0: Hey, Shannon, have you heard anything lately? You know what, Tanner? I have. What have you heard? I heard that you can email your questions, your comments, and your show title ideas to Corner at gmail.com. Are you telling me that our fans can actually be involved with the show by submitting their questions, comments, or show topic ideas to poppetscorner at gmail.com? That's right, poppetscorner at gmail.com. That's spelled P O P P. I-T-T-S corner at gmail.com. Submit your emails now. Going on, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Poppet's Corner. I'm stoked to be going all the way up to Canada once again, and I'd like to bring on the the uh, the front man himself, Mr. Tim Timo, of the band Timo. Tim, how you doing, um, man? Thanks for for coming on and hanging. I truly really appreciate a moment of your time.
1: I'm uh, doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, man. Well, so obviously we're here to talk about the uh, excuse me the art of a maniac record and. Right off the bat, I noticed a couple of things from the last... Because I kind of went back and uh, discovered some of your previous stuff, like the uh, Purge and Reset and, of course, the Lone Wolf record. Didn't realize you had three albums out. And right off the bat, I've noticed that this is just a huge step forward in terms of production and intensity. And I really felt like, conceptually, this was more... um, I don't know, it just seems more... How would I explain it? You you seem more seasoned, I guess, in, in this. So, I'm kind of curious your thinking on on the writing process this time around compared to the other uh, two records.
1: Uh, I think just uh, gelling more as a band, it was a lot easier this time around. Um, I think uh, we had a bunch of songs left over from Purge and Reset that were like half written and not quite ready. So that was a bit of a head start, but we just knew we wanted to push the boundaries on this one. And uh, I think there was just a hunger this time. And uh, I, yeah, I feel like it really came together well this time.
0: I would say so. I, I mean, the, just the intensity alone is just, it's super in your face the whole time. It's like unrepentantly. Uh, it's like relentless. So was that your guys, was that your specific thinking when writing this particular record, did you want to have something that was just super intense and just not, it didn't, um, I guess, let up on the gas.
1: Yeah, it was, um, we were playing shows with uh, like WMD, who we mentioned and uh, hazard and just seeing those guys play, we, we knew we had to step up our game (laughs) (laughs) because the only album we had out at the time was purge and reset, not bashing it, but um, we did, we wanted to write a full on thrash album. And uh, yeah, this was the result.
0: Now, you mentioned a couple bands from that particular scene. I'm just curious, and please uh, educate me a little bit. The scene up in, in Edmonton, Alberta. So what is the primarily style, I guess, of, of metal out there? Is it black metal primarily, thrash, punk rock? What, are, what do you guys have in terms of, of hard rock and metal out in your specific area? Because you can't be an anomaly. There's no way.
1: <laughs> no, no, that, that'd that be perfect. Uh, we have a lot of death metal, a lot of groove metal. Um, there is a little bit of everything, but mainly death metal.
0: Interesting. So do you primarily play with, I'm assuming, with those kind of bands, or do you regularly get out to play in other parts of Canada? Or
1: We're looking to branch out a little more. Um, so far, we've mainly been in Alberta and Saskatchewan. And uh, luckily, hopefully this year, we're getting out to British Columbia to play some shows. And then after that, we're hoping to get over to Europe at some point. We would have done this a lot sooner with just COVID <laughs> getting in everyone's way.
0: So when did this actually get recorded? If you don't mind me asking.
1: It would, we actually started right before everything shut down two years ago. We started tracking drums right before the whole world went on lockdown. <laughs> and then some restrictions lifted and then we finished recording the album and then we sat on it. like the rest of 2020 and 2021 and took our time mixing it which was like the only good thing about this pandemic is we had the extra time to really review it and make sure it was okay
0: (laughs) now did you hang on to the record just because you're you were one of those bands that were waiting to see this thing kind of end so you can release it exactly okay
1: we wanted to come back to shows and um we actually had a release show planned for February 5th, but an Omicron popped out of nowhere. So we're hoping for May now, but.
0: Now, what was the, ca- sorry to catch up? but what was the catalyst to you thinking, okay, now it's time to release this finally?
1: Uh, at the, near the end of 2021, uh, some restrictions were being lifted. Shows were back. Um, and it seemed like there was control, like sh- people could live their lives again. And I was kind of waiting just to see how it all go, and it seemed to be going good. So we decided let's do it February because that's enough time to promote it, build it up, and sure enough, with our luck, you know, a new variant had to come out. <laughs> but oh well, it's it
0: is what it is. Sure. And now I I just kind of have to ask. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to this particular aspect first. I want to touch upon the album cover and. Okay. I'm. <sighs> I'm just kind of curious. So the title of the album is obviously <laughs> The Art of a Maniac, and clearly it's a picture of, of, of Bob Ross, like me yeah. it almost. So is Bob Ross a maniac is in real life? Is that the whole the whole concept to what this is? Or can you just explain your choice in that specific artist on the cover itself? Bob
1: Ross, probably the opposite of a maniac, (laughs) he's the calmest guy ever. Um, We knew we wanted to call the album The Art of a Maniac, after the song of course, and um, we were talking about it, and as soon as we mentioned the word art, Bob Ross came to mind, and we just said, hey, how about we have like a messed up looking Bob Ross in front of a post-apocalyptic world, you know, it'd be kind of a nice contrast, like happy little mistakes, the world's ended. You know, there's destruction going on all, all around him, but he's just painting a picture. And fun fact, that UFO wasn't originally there. We uh, decided after we had the artwork to add the UFO in because we seem to have a theme about aliens. That was actually our drummer's idea, Mark. He's like, why don't we have a UFO? And it was like, oh, let's add it.
0: <laughs> I love it. So the concept to me, and you can you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but to me, when I looked at this, for one, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Because I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with you, because I'm an honest journalist myself. So
1: that's um, perfect. But.
0: but... The other thing that I got looked into a little bit further, it was like kind of like an oxymoron because here he is kind of painting what he wants the world to look like and the world is like being destroyed around him. So it's kind of like an oxymoron as in like this is what the world should look like. Now, am I wrong in my assessment of just the overall concept to this or is this just one interpretation or? Just
1: one interpretation. Um we just, we, we actually, we didn't really dive too into the concept. Like as time goes on, we're realizing, whoa, this actually means a lot of things. We kind of looked at it from a humor standpoint, just like, Oh, it'd be funny if Bob Ross is in the middle of this destroyed world and just have him painting. And, uh, Andre Buzikov, who uh, painted the picture, he really brought it to life. But yeah, like more people I've been talking to, they're, like, I'm hearing a lot of amazing concepts, and to be honest with you, I wish we did have those concepts originally. We kind of just thought, like, yeah, Bob Ross. It was really, yeah, kind of just thrown together. But
0: I love it. Maybe, maybe that you might have to just lie to people and just say, yo, no, that was the concept, you know. <laughs>
1: so Maybe. It, it'll depend on what mood we're in that day, but... <laughs> I had to be honest today.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, you you and me both, my friend. Now, I'm kind of curious because you mentioned Andre, and I'm just curious, you know, whose album cover inspired you to want to use him for yours? I'm sure, I'm sure you know he's done, I mean, hundreds of album covers out there. So I'm just kind of curious what bands of his kind of inspired you to be like, oh, we want that guy to do ours.
1: Oh, like a lot of Threat, like Municipal Waste, um, Iron Reagan. Um, Cannabis Corpse—that's another one. There were so many bands. We just wanted that thrash metal-looking artwork, and we really loved his work and thought it was worth a shot to send him an email. We we're hoping to hear a reply back from him. Sure enough, he replied and uh, got to work with him. Because I had—I guessing he's probably really busy.
0: Sure, I from the looks of it, absolutely. Um, now there's a track on the record. I want to, I want to get, um, more information on it's, uh, I, I'm just kind of curious who, uh, who Rory Parson is and, and what is the Roy Parson project. So I'm just kind of, kind of curious what he accomplished in his life that would made it so significant for you guys to want to write about it.
1: Uh, do you watch Rick and Morty? I don't. Okay. <laughs> there's a character, uh, in Rick and Morty. It's, um, they're in an episode, they're in a, like an arcade and they plug into a virtual reality where you get to live as this man named Roy Parson. And you get to choose how to run his life. And of course, when Morty gets plugged into it, he lives the cliche boring life. He catches cancer and then goes back to work at a carpet store. So we kind of paired it as about Roy Parson, but also about video game addiction, like how people try to escape into virtual reality to get away from their normal lives like going to work every day like in virtual reality i can be anything i want in real life it's like eh. (laughs) it's
0: a scary concept dude
1: (laughs) it's depressing there's a lot of depressing subjects on this album i read the lyrics i'm like oh oh must be coming from somewhere
0: (laughs) well speaking of your lyrics there are a lot of them I mean, literally. I think uh, the first couple tracks—it's literally unrelent- unrelenting, except except for the uh, instrumental uh, title track itself. But I'm yeah. kind of curious when you when you are writing your songs and whatnot. What is the typical writing process um, for Timo or for Timo? See, I said it once. Damn it! There you go. No,
1: it's all good, man. Um. Usually, sometimes we'll write as a band, but other times we use a program called Guitar Pro, and um, we'll have songs written out on Guitar Pro, and everyone will learn them and then put their ideas into them. And one of us will write lyrics over it. The other one will write lyrics. Like, Nick Schwartz, like, really stepped up and wrote a lot of lyrics for this album. And, um, of course, the ones that are really hard to sing, he wrote the lyrics for. We just don't get a chance to breathe. I'm like... (laughs) Like Mars Attacks and Estra all the ones where there's like a lot of words, Nick wrote those ones. I think it's a, a torture test.
0: So it's pretty much like the first half of the record. Yeah. Because it's literally one after another. So I, I'm guessing if you ever had to play it in its entirety, uh, you'd be very tired or at least need a 10 minute break in between each song.
1: Absolutely. Uh, we're actually planning on playing the entire album live at our album release. Actually, we'll probably be doing it at a, at a lot of the shows. Um, it is very tiring. Indeed. It's, uh, I don't know what the secret is. I'm trying to jog more. I'm trying to keep my stamina up. It doesn't help. It's, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> so you're mentioning playing live again. So are there any shows on the horizon for you or are any plans to tour Europe? Cause you're mentioning you want to tour it. Are there any, anything's in, in the works for you?
1: right now um we're hoping to get back to it in may uh we got a couple of shows coming up in bc they haven't been announced yet and then um then we're going to finally do our proper album release our home show then from there yeah we got to definitely do some planning and see where the world's at but we'd really like to get over to europe at least near the end of this year or early next year probably end up being early next year with the way things are going, but anything, anything can happen.
0: And I think you do well out there. It seems like a very uh, aggressive style of music seems to be um, what's, what's selling out in, in Europe these days. So yeah. um, now I'm just curious for you personally. Now, what was your specific kind of ultimate goal for this album in terms of like the overall finished version? Um, Were you kind of satisfied with this? Did it, uh, or was there something more that you wanted to add to this record that that didn't um, get uh, on it? If I can, ho- hopefully I'm making sense with this. But yeah, was your makes ultimate, sense. Was your ultimate goal fulfilled?
1: Yes, I would say so. I'm very happy with how it turned out. Like it's hard to say when time goes on, like say a few years go by, you may look back at it and be like, oh, I should have done that, should have done this. But as of right now, pretty happy with it. Like I, I find. I always take breaks for my own music. Like I won't listen to stuff for a while and then I'll come back to it and think, Oh, that actually turned out not bad. That turned out pretty good. Cause as a writer, you listen to it in such a different way. You're critiquing every little performance or stuff about the mix. but no, this one I'm completely satisfied with. And I think the other guys are too. I haven't really asked them, but everyone seems pretty happy.
0: (laughs) What would you like to see? I guess I'm going to the, to, the, to the next stage, but what would you like to see more of, particularly maybe on maybe on the next record that you probably didn't get a chance to dive into as far as um, musical styles go?
1: I think the next one, I want to do more changes of time signatures. Like we did that on War Beneath the Skull. Like we kind of had three, four during the verse and then cut back into four, four during the chorus. I want to try some more of that. And some more feel changes. I feel like it's going to get progier in a way, more technical. I can't say for sure yet. We started writing one song so far and yeah, there's tempo changes all over the place. So I think we're going to see more of that. Like it's tempo changes and feel changes.
0: Interesting. Now who would you particularly hypothetically, I'm just kind of speaking hypothetically here. Who would you like to, use on the next one as far as the engineer goes, the art, the artwork, uh, would you go back to Andre? Or...
1: Absolutely. I think the exact same team that worked on this one, we're, we're definitely going to work again on this one. We're going to work with the same publicist, John Asher of Asher Media Relations. He's done a phenomenal job with this. Uh, we're going back to Graham Smith and uh, it was just a perfect team and Andre to do the uh, artwork again. It just really happy with how hard everyone worked on this
0: Now in terms of, of your logo and I'm going to show the uh, the album cover again I'm just curious how you particularly how you guys particularly found your logo and and settled upon it uh, as it were
1: um, a fellow by the name of Art Sasbo he has a website called ban, banbrand.ca he uh, designed our logo he um, designed it right before Purge and Reset and um we were very happy with what he came up with and it was kind of, it kind of just stuck um i'm not 100% sure we may have different styles of logos in the future but as of right now yeah we're happy with how that's looking
0: well maybe if you go more proggy or something you might change it again
1: <laughs> yeah or get it to a point where you can't read it
0: yeah then you'd be the most brutal band on the uh, on the planet right
1: exactly if you can't <laughs> read it the more brutal you are so yeah maybe <laughs> we'll try something like that Spell it backwards. (laughs)
0: Um, Now, in terms of of stateside, what has been the overall um, reception to this record in terms of of North America and just pretty much all the Americas?
1: It's been overwhelmingly positive, which is, you know, I don't think it's... I don't know about the other guys, but it hasn't quite hit me yet. I'm just still kind of in shock because, to be honest, I... I had a feeling like we were going to release this and it was just going to fall into the cracks, you know, because of shows not happening and everyone's so occupied with other things on their minds like COVID and everything that's going on in the world. I thought it was just going to slip right through the cracks, but no, no, I'm just so grateful that everyone's been liking it. And of course, there's been some people who don't like it, but everyone's entitled to an opinion. You know, everyone likes their own styles of metal and music, but but overall, yeah, very positive.
0: It's interesting that, um, obviously, it, that you'd have some kind of negative feedback. Obviously, you know, it means you're doing something right. Just going to throw that out <laughs> there. But it's This album is very aggressive. It kind of reminds me of the 2011, 12, that whole new wave of thrash metal uh, era. I think if this came out then, it would have been even bigger, to be honest with you. oh. Uh you know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: because
0: that whole aggressive style was, you, you can probably remember this as, as well as I can, but that style was kind of massive um, during the the late 10s or the late, sorry, the late 2000s, early 10s, as it were. But I just wanted to throw that out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's when the big four reunited. And I think that maybe kind of birthed a resurgence of thrash metal and, uh, Like it was, I think, I feel like thrash metal was always there and very popular, but I just remember, especially when the big four reunited in uh, Sofia, Bulgaria, there was just this huge, everyone was so stoked.
0: (laughs) Well, I would, I would almost disagree with you and I'm going to tell you why. So there was a show obviously in, in 2001 called Clash of the Titans. Or th- yeah, which brought back uh, it was a it was because Chuck Billy and Chuck Are had cancer, so they had a show in the Bay Area that had all these legendary thrash metal bands like Violence play for the first time in years. So I think that was probably the catalyst, and then obviously you had Thrash O' Mayos happening in the t- yeah. mid the mid uh, uh uh gosh darn it the mid two thousands. So I think with that, and then obviously that got the ball rolling for the Big Four, and then. You know, kind of went away. And now we have this traditional heavy metal style. If you can, uh, who knew it would be going backwards in time, you know?
1: Yeah. It's like records are back. Cassettes are back. Like it's, it's awesome. I'm all for it, but it's just still kind of shocking. Like I even remember the 1990s when I was a kid, like I wanted a turntable and my parents were like, why you have a CD player? And you had to go to a pawn shop to find a turntable and God forbid the needle was good or you'd be shopping everywhere for a needle and now you can get them at Walmart. (laughs) It's it's mind blowing.
0: It is really amazing. And so you're mentioning cassettes and CDs and whatnot. Um, And you guys are, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you guys are primarily an independent act. You're not signed to a particular label. So I'm curious how you've met the demand in terms of physical media for this particular record.
1: It's been tough. Um, like CDs are the main one that we released, and um, we sold out, so we're print we're printing more, trying to get those into everyone's hands. Um, cassettes we're gonna do next. We looked into vinyl, but vinyl is so expensive right now. like it's we're trying we're looking into some distribution deals that we can possibly get to get some vinyl printed if a label would be willing to go half and we pay half or they're willing to cover it. But um, as of right now, we're going to focus on CDs and cassettes and hopefully see where this vinyl thing goes. Because from what I heard, there's a shortage right now. And everyone's racking up their prices, which makes sense. But
0: Well, there's also a like a six to eight month delay on factories as well. So you're going to be waiting a long time.
1: <laughs> exactly. So we might just have to wait and see how this vinyl thing plays out. But yeah.
0: So, um, I, I'm g- generally curious with, you know, um, and lastly, I want to thank you very much again for giving me a few minutes of your time to do this. Um, yeah, no problem. Ho- hopefully we'll bring you back on the show on the next round and, and talk some more shit and hang out, but you know, where's, is the best place to support you guys? Um, are you guys on band camp? Are you guys yeah. on, go ahead.
1: Probably Bandcamp. You can uh, actually reach all these sites through our uh, official website, www.timo.ca. And you can uh, access our Bandcamp through there. We, just, we use it as our store. It is such a user-friendly tool. You know, we figured if it ain't broke, why fix it? So you can access that through there. And then uh, you can access all of our social media pages, such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We have all the links in there.
0: And obviously, nobody's gonna fault you for the uh, shipping costs, right?
1: No, <laughs> trust me, I'm bummed about the shipping costs too. I can't believe how expensive it is. Like, I, I wish I could just waive the shipping costs and, like, here, thank you for supporting my music. Here is the CD just as is. But
0: yeah, it's almost like you wish everybody was at the shows that way you could, they can just purchase it right there. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. It's it's just crazy how expensive everything is lately. It is. I'm hoping
0: hopefully it'll go down and hopefully we'll see you guys on the road here. Um, now thank you so much again for giving uh, like I said, a couple minutes of your time, man. It means so much.
1: No, thank you so much for having me. It's been an awesome talk.
0: Absolutely, man. And uh, I look forward to doing many more, but for another episode of Popper's Corner guys, we're out of here. Cheers.